last time on There Be Dragons. I found a bog. Come check it out. You want to make some bog shoes? It shrieks. Oh, God! I also shriek! From your direction of this magic, spores suddenly fly out. Uh, Abella, you immediately feel sick. You are poisoned for two hours. Really, Scan? Look. Nezor, you are quietly standing waiting for Scan to return, and he doesn't. Shouldn't he be back by now? And then this thing just barrels into her and bites the rapier. I don't fucking let go of that shit! It latches onto your arm <laughs> and begins to gnaw on your armor. Bison, get the that off! Get it off! Take your armor yeah. off! It's not until she stands from the water that you suddenly realize her short cropped hair leads into scales that run the length of her body. I'm going to cover Nezor's eyes. <laughs> I'm 21. At this, Brother Ten's gestures to it goes, the dragon reveals itself. Mm. And the others chant, the dragon reveals itself. What's your interpretation of what's going on? For what is truly worrying is the passage of time. 12,000 years have passed in a single night. How many nights ago was this? <laughs> well, it's been what? About five, six days since oh, you left the game? Yep. So she goes... Five days ago. Oh, guys. We, we fucked up real bad. <laughs> Shoot Charlie a look. <laughs> Ring a bell. We, we, we put it back. Right. Yes. We, we so did, we, but we also used it. <laughs> Like, are you just observers, or are you just going to be... Or are they going to, um... Does this mean that they're going to try and enact something? Our prophecies are not the business of outsiders, and we are, for the most part, passive observers. But if properly motivated, yes, we could be moved to act. Such is the reason for my exile and my predicament. In the face of a more dogmatic argument, my knowledge was deemed as no longer relevant and my objections seen as clinging to my role as a lawkeeper. But they do not seek to harm anyone. We seek only to be left as we are. Good. I mean, I'd, I'd hate for blood to be shed over what's most probably a misinterpretation of somebody else's actions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Way too late for that, Hope Charlie. <laughs> There's a war in progress. You recall? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, I, I feel. And I was sort of saying to Nezo, like, I feel that the last time we got involved with something grand, um... It's pretty enjoyable. We were of very little use. And I feel that maybe this might be one of those occasions where we learned that at the beginning. Yes. If that you get my That may well drift. be the case. However... 
we're still separated. Yes, but from what um, the sister has said, we'll all be fine and we'll all find our way out. Um, they mean no harm. Yes. And we all we had know that. We all had a direction that we were heading. We we know that. But I didn't trust Scan last time I saw him. He was in quite a lot of emotional distress. The other two I'm not so worried about. I'm sure they'll be fine. Scan is who I'm worried about, and if he is still hunting after Frosh and they have Frosh, it might not end well for everyone involved. Frosh? Who is Frosh? Frosh is a friend of ours. He's our uh, angry companion's dragonling. Oh. <laughs> yes. The appearance of anything relating to the constellation of Draconis. This may be a problem. I would su- suggest more for Brother Tem, and he's not having holes stabbed in him then for <laughs> anyone else. That's why I wanted oh, Charlie, to... you understand me so much better than I thought you did. That's, sort of, <laughs> that's why I wanted to go see Brother Tem, so my friend didn't stab him to death for taking his dragonling. So, Brother Ten is standing there holding Hrosh aloft. The dragon has revealed itself! And uh, Hrosh extends his wings in a sort of like, uh, yeah, what's up? (laughs) They all head towards this central point between these trees. Um, It's in like a little campsite. Uh huh. There are all these little humpty tents and and like. Are the tents occupied? Uh, No, no. Well, presumably they're the. So, when you say, how many people are there? Nine. Nine. Okay, there are nine of them. Um. Brothers, one through six, and then eight through ten. But Not that Scan would know. You're just making assumptions I, 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 on I, their I, genders. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, at least well, one of them. There's one chick, and they cast her out. Uh, there's one. one. Oh, there is, there is. She's the one that was petting Ross. Stupid bitch who touched my dragon. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, so they go where? They congregate in the centre of this, this space, and... Is there an, an altar there? Well, altar's not the right word. It's like a small raised platform. Good. That's what I was worried about. Um, oh, are they doing anything with the dragon? No, they place him on the platform yeah, and then yeah, put yeah, a yeah. soft cushion down. <sighs> and to soak up all the blood. Jumps on it. <laughs> all right. Um, these stars. Yeah. Um, what do I else do I know about any of these? Do I know anything about any of the other? The, 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 the way that they are relating to each other, do, can I... It's like someone's grabbed the ceiling and just gone and twisted it. <laughs> yeah, and there's a new constellation. This, 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 this which, one. I mean, like, you wouldn't necessarily think, like, looking at a star, you go, oh, yeah, there's a constellation, unless you're shown what it is. Uh-huh. But the, the difference is these ones are quite prominent. Like, it's like if the Southern Cross ended up in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. So, how close am I? Uh, well, you were keeping 20 foot behind, but I you was. didn't move any further, so they're probably about... Mm, you're, I'd say you're at the perimeter. Sure. I would like to basically just rock up. I would like to say, like, in my head, Crush, yeah. I'm going to come join the party. Want to wanna help me make an entrance, little buddy? He is like, I am getting belly pats. I'll give you belly pats. Is that, I don't know if they're as good as these belly pats. You have no idea. I haven't shown you my real belly pats. I'm... I'm I'm, you I'm want you want them belly. to like you. You want them to think you're cool. They already do. You go do. away, <laughs> then like you the, come back, and then they'll be like, "Oh, you're so cool." 
you get that like really frustrated feeling from it's, it's like he's an angsty teen and he's like fine and he slinks out and they just part and let him go through they're like ooh, ooh. He, he would swoop yeah no no they just he would move swoop out of his and way. i would i would ho- i mean holding a little bit of meat yeah. at the top a bit of jerky yeah and he well not even a little bit it's it's a significant bit i think that needed a significant bit yeah come along and say and that's like hey good to see you i was worried i was seriously worried about you his his response is this meat isn't as good as the meat they were giving me like that's, in a that's the in a minute in a minute yeah <laughs> get the good stuff when you've been good you know this he's looking at you like a cat that's been has <laughs> been staring at you for food i come in and go friends how weird are the stars, eh? Um, <laughs> they all look at each other in a murmur and they're like, yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> at this point, Brother Ten interjects and says, Welcome, welcome, honoured guest. Please join us. Politely honoured friends. Crush here would love some more of the nibbles and belly rubs. You guys are great for this. And you are? I suppose... Would not be unfair to call me Brother Eleven. <laughs> they they all look at each other and they're like, "All right." <laughs> and then Brother Ten's like, "Welcome, Brother Eleven." Fucking sick. Ryland and Abella, you are walking down this cobblestone path that you have found yourself back on, a little out of breath and you can still hear the calls of these strange creatures you've avoided. Well, I think I'll be staying on the road. I don't know about you, that was quite enough excitement. Staying on the road. My idea was bad, and we're just going to walk. Yep. You walk on the road, and again, this is very boring. Uh, Boring's fine. There's just this ever-present fucking mist. It's just there all the time. And then a shape looms out of the fog, and you see the cart. <laughs> I hit it with my axe. Sure. You do minus one damage. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell the jokes. So, was there a path? There was... A, uh, it was a straight road. You went south, you encountered the car. You went yeah. further south and then went, fuck this, and went bush. You got chased by these giant monsters and then came up against the, the cart again. Right. Okay. Don't go bush again. Can I say, so, oh, it's definitely the same cart. Yeah, absolutely. Same dead guy, same note. Oh, I'm thing. getting shades of that fucking tower right about now. I didn't enjoy that either. Yeah, I can't help but feel... Well, this is a great So, I'm going to go out on a limb here and theorise if we walk in the opposite direction, we're just going to come at this from the other direction. You know, I sort of think you might be right. Mm. But also, we can't... Well, we could try to go bush again, but... <laughs> yeah, I feel like the two of us couldn't take those things. No, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Now oh, no, I next time they come across, if I'm just running away, just running... Are you tired? Do you want to get some sleep? I'm a little tired, but we may as well just rest and see if things look different in the daytime. I guess we'll stay next to the carriage. As you come to a decision as to what to do, from behind you, you see three shadows in the mist approaching. Charlie and Nezel. Septima is now 
pensively rubbing her chin with one of her hands. This will only confirm Brother Ten's interpretation of the rising of Dragonis. The appearance of a Dragonling is all the validation he'll need to convince those who secretly doubted. I'm sorry, how is him being stabbed to death going to validate? <laughs> no, no, I think Did we not just say that my friend is about is looking for his little dragonling and he's going to stab them all to death. This, was that not what we were just talking about? I think like, she meant oh, the dragonling arriving is yeah. the symbol. Oh, okay, sorry. I was more concerned about your friends oh. being murdered. If he means ill to the Enclave, he will not survive. We may choose misdirection over violence, but do not think us weak, meek, or unable to defend ourselves. It would be a fatal mistake. I... that makes me want to... Get my friend even more? I mean, he got angry when we punched the crap out of the big metal bird that jumps around here. You fought a large metal bird? We, I, we, we fought the Shrike. You fought the Shrike. Yeah, the Shrike ran away. See all these little holes? Oh, she sees those and immediately is like... You are injured. I have booties for this. And she turns and she starts fossicking <laughs> through her stuff and she brings out this foul-smelling sap from a jar and just starts dabbing the holes. I'm not going to stop her. I'm yeah. like, yes, well, that was all the bits that got punched off of it and smashed off of it going into my... Shattered off of it. Shattered off of it. So, I mean, I understand that you don't necessarily want us to go there, but either my friend's going to stab everyone to death or my friend's going to get... Stabbed to death. I really would prefer that didn't happen. So Septimus stares at you for a few seconds before just raising a hand in exasperation and says, Far outsiders. I suppose I could guide you to the glade. I will not be welcome there. And you must swear an oath to do no violence. I mean, I, I don't want to cause any more problems for you, but I... If I'll I take you there... You will swear to harm none of them. Not I unless they harm us first. Cross my heart hole. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, she's like, she frowns <laughs> when you do that and then she reapplies the poultice. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 we're not, we're not aggressive, but we, <laughs> we, we know we're, we're not aggressive, <laughs> but we know how to fight. Yes, we're the, we're the most sensible out of all of us. <laughs> That's about Rob 50 percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to just oh, him. Sorry. Just FYI, I'm the most responsible. <laughs> no, what did you roll? No. I rolled like a four. Oh, okay. <laughs> she looks at you and is like, "I do not think I can trust your words, stranger. But what is said is different to what is done." I I'm sorry. No, I've just been. Um, He's been out of sorts we've, recently, but he is a just, gentleman. Yes. As a group, we've had a bit of a rocky patch, but I, I, I give you my word as no hard gentleman that no harm shall come to any of your compatriots. So it's at this point you hear two sets of feet running over the top of this hovel. Oh, by the starry sky, what now? What? And you hear, like, muffled shouting. Somebody is running and shouting on your roof. 
are all outsiders as observant as you. Though I must admit, this is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> Would you like me to shoo them away? The mist will guide them safely on their way from here. So, what you're saying is that you make people appear somewhere else? Or just make them seem like they're somewhere else? They are guided by the magic of this place to a safe path. None of the creatures of this place will harm them as long as they stay on the road. So there's a chance you know who that was? It could be any traveller in this place. What was the number of your fellowship? We were fairly sure we were alone in the, the, the forest and the swamp. So if there were people moved, they may have been our people that were moved? Then perhaps we should search for them. To set you on your way. She rustles around and finds a cloak. Crocodiles. Drapes it over herself, yeah. And then fossicks out like a, a quarterstaff from underneath her bedroll. And it's got a bit of an ornate end. It's like if someone had a branch and it kind of forked mm. at the top. Come. Let us collect your friend's noble man, gentle halfling. Scan, the gathered group of people part as Brother Ten leads you into the campgrounds proper. Uh, and you notice that a smaller member, about five foot five, takes a moment before he realises that he's supposed to get out of your way uh, and then does so. You're guided to the central area and as you walk in, you realise there's like a small fire pit in the corner. Mm -hmm. There is like um, a rotisserie something on there. It looks like it might be maybe a large frog. Cool. Um, large frog? Yeah, like... Rotisserie frog? Yeah, like the frog would easily be the size of like a dog. Wow, that's a large frog. Yeah. Um, That's a salamander. I'm just trying to think yeah, of an yeah. amphibian that looks the size of a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, frogs, we have them in the Do real we have world. Dogs yeah. that big. Or dogs that small. Bullsh frogs, like. Bullshit, they're that big. Googling yeah, I know, he's already Googled it. He's just. Oh, shit. That's a, <laughs> that's a small dog, though. Show me. It's a still a. Well, it's a reasonable sized dog. That is. That like, yeah, all right. Those are toads. I'm yet to see that, however, is fucked up. That is what the fuck is <laughs> that's that? That's a statue. Yeah, but they're, they're very long. Like, that's a rabbit. Rabbits extend out. I feel out. like we're getting away <laughs> from the point. That is upsettingly large. Five and a half you, foot long. I'll give you, it's upsettingly big for a frog. Yeah, that's about the size. If I saw that in the wild, I would say Okay, so the rotisserie spinning that shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks delicious. Yeah. You could get into a fist fight with that frog. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want I to get into a kicking good fight. money to see you in a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> like I would pay top dollar. <laughs> yeah, so there's a there's a frog that's been set to spit, and there are small sacks of what look like belongings, root vegetables. There are like jars of things that you've never seen. Probably things you might want to put in your jar. <laughs> uh, my jar is gone. You broke it. Remember. Did I break it? Or did well, you, break? you see, I tripped and it was your fault because like, you're the dungeon master. It's like a parent's answer. Did I break it or did you? Put it this way, there's around 10 or 20 different Shit jars. that I might want to yeah, steal. You okay. might want to have a look at if okay. you're so inclined. I look, can I perception them and like uh, yeah, what, yeah, investigate sure. them maybe? 
Sure, if you want to. I like, um, they are all watching but... you as you approach, though, just FYI. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to, like, do it, deli- like, no. obviously. So no. perception would probably be more like what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to percept what they are. Uh, very poorly, as it turns out. Eleven. What important. Um, no. That's enough. Wait, Could twelve. You... Well, well. Um, so, yeah, uh, these look to be, like, different roots. Mostly. Good. There is a small jar of tadpoles. Ooh. Um, and there are there's like an eye in one, <laughs> I'm like fried for a eyes. Jar more than stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's just lots of different crap. <laughs> I say to one of them, the one, the short one. Yeah. As I go past him, do you happen to have a spare jar? And the shorter one, he runs over to the uh, area. Because it seems like everybody else has got jars of stuff. Uh, he looks through <laughs> something and he finds like what looks like a, like some kind of jelly, and comes back and goes, honored guest. Much obliged, brother Davido. Nine, present eleven. <laughs> no, no, he's five foot. Oh, he's Bobby Davido. Right. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so th- there's a jar of jelly. Yeah. Okay. If I put the hand in the jelly. Yeah. Does that go in, or is it just like yeah. a pile of bones at no, the top? It goes in. Okay. Well, I put the hand. <laughs> I like this. It's good. It's the suspended medium. It makes it make sense. Okay. So I shove the hand in the jelly. What was the jelly? Uh, it smelled like strawberries. Oh, cool. Could you give me a jar of strawberry jam? Can I try it? What? Can I try it? Yeah. Can I sniff it? Yeah, it smells like strawberry jam. Fucking sick. Okay, I don't I don't even need to try it. <laughs> put, on a put, guest, on a guest, please. Join us by the fire. I side. will, I will. This is <laughs> And Brother Ten puts a very like he puts a hand on your shoulder mm. and can guides I, you. Can I what can I insight about Brother Ten? He just comes across as very like on point. Everyone seems to sh- defer to him. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, when you asked about the jar, Brother DeVito apparently had to look over it. I love that. Yeah. That's right. That wasn't his name, but I think no, that's going to be his name. It should now. be his name. No, yeah. no, it shouldn't he because hasn't I actually. earned a number yet. No, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> DeVito is their language for number 17. He's, he's, got, he's got another half a foot before he can get his number. Yeah, they grow that is he, how, how old is he? <laughs> Uh, indeterminate, they're all wearing these hoods. Okay. Again, it's this weird, horrific... <laughs> Where do I get a hood? Brother Ten looks to uh, the woman that was with him before and, like, clicks at her and she takes off the hood and it is no, an no. elvish woman. Oh, yeah. And her face is scarifacted, like, just all these little cuts on them. But ritualistic with, like, a green stripe running down from her lip to her chin. And she has, like, very short-cut black hair, and she just hands the hood to Brother Ten. My goodness. And he passes that to you, and she throws you a really flirty wink. Like, so. Get in there. Oh, look, I can't can't blame her. Um, So, uh, Rosh is just like, I told you. I know, I was like, and I was saying, I'm like, dude, these people are not on the level. I am playing them. <laughs> it's like, I don't care, I'm going to get belly rubs. And you he go crawls down your arm you and goes on to go for it. Go for, go for that one. The one that without the head. She walks over to Hrosh and starts stroking his belly. Yeah, yeah. And she is like cooing at him. Like and I look at her back and go, hey, baby. Oh, uh, she's, yeah. Like, she's wearing and I put the headpiece on. Yeah. And I say, I did. I, I went in taking it from her. I'm like, oh, this was, you had no, this is fine. If you want it, no, I, I, I will. But thank you. Thank you. 
and puts the headpiece on. Brother Ten, like again, guides you gently. It's not it's in no way like forcing you. It's very. It's almost like you don't realize that he's doing it. He's just like one of those people who sort of like, oh, you must meet these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a Mormon. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, no, no. So he sort of walks you over to like a nice. Um, there's like a nice uh, piece of like stone that's mm-hmm. been. Like, I'm not getting allowing. I just want to say it right up yeah. front. I'm not being chained to anything. No, no. It's just a piece. Of, <laughs> it's a piece of stone that looks like it's been placed there, like a seat. I'm not sitting on that shit. Okay. You I've already detect, lost four health points. You don't detect any any like good magic, I guess, from it. Um, Is there any men here's nearby? Men here's yeah. Uh, wrong way for second check. Oh, actually, do you have low light vision? Yes. Uh, you can see. There are one or two men here within your line of sight. And they are pretty, pretty much in the tree line cool. that circles this area. So Brother Ten gestures to the stone and goes, Please, take my seat. No. I must insist. No. You are our guest here this evening. I am but a humble servant of my order, please. <laughs> Brother Ten, I am a humble servant of mine order. This is this is no need. You are you are the ranking member of this order. I do not wish to supplant you. This is this is not my intent. I am here purely as a representative of of my mine clan. He gives you a strange look for a second, like Huh. A representative, you say? Yeah. Please, do tell me more, honoured guest. This is not the only circle to have noticed the stars. Well, of course. Otherwise, how else would you and the chosen child be here? Exactly. It is portented. Indeed it is. He brought me here himself. I mean, he and the metal bird that he was attacking. Ah, you speak of the Shrike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. Attacked by it, yeah. After he... He was, in fact, engaged in battle. No, it was after he... What's the word? Dismounted. So, Brother Ten sort of just stopped for a moment, and he goes, like... Like, are you trying to put it together, like, reconcile something? And he goes, So he rode the Shrike as it were a chariot from the heavens. Look, you may be... You may be... I don't know about chariot... Uh, more unwilling steed. Okay. When you say Shrike, I recognize the bird for the movement, but is a lot bigger than I would expect. I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very large. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ah. He shows. He throws a look at the short. <laughs> Brother DeVito. And, and it's like, stop it. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, I must confess myself, Brother Eleven, to be somewhat perplexed. Oh, you got me both, man. <laughs> may I ask he you... He mutters. <laughs> may I ask you, from what clan do you hail and from where? Oh, from so far north. You must forgive uh, my me. My brother... Um, I do the, not... The know. chosen child and I took flight... As soon as we receive the portents. And, uh, well. At the, at the took flight, the rest of them all go like, oh, uh, And made some haste uh, to, to this circle. Um, he, he leads me, I follow. I understand, he says, just very, very matter of fact. He goes, do you? I do. 
You Explain are... your understanding and I will confirm it for you. Brother Eleven, you yeah. are an honoured guest here. Yeah. And I have taken your time with mindless prattle. Please enjoy our victuals. He turns to, like, the um, the nearest cloaked figure who's this rather large, rotund man, like, very big in the gut, just, like, clicks and points, and he scuttles off and brings back, like, a big case of... Smells like beer? Now, let us celebrate the grand shift and the arrival of the chosen child. Following Septima from the hovel, it's not too long before she stops you. And you hear, like, shouting in the distance and running. And someone's shouting, like, money? Like, numbers? <laughs> Something like... Maybe three ducats, you bastard! Nineteen, Ryland! Nineteen is what I just threw away! In response to this, Septima turns and looks to you and says, We should be careful venturing forth. I saw metal eaters nearby during the day. They crave the bounties of the earth. Gold, silver, steel. You do not have any of these with you, I trust. Um... If you do not wish to attract their attentions, it is best you leave these behind. Are we coming back this way? If all is well at the glade... Your friends may also stay at my home until daybreak. Like I have some coins. The but... only steel I have. Right. <laughs> Are you attempting to, like, flirt with her? No, no. He's just, again, mindlessly, yeah. like... <laughs> sure. Just hey, it's working. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, no, no, it's working, even um, if you didn't intend it. She just sort of gives you, like, a second look like you're a very strange man, but I find that alluring. <laughs> yeah, no, I have nothing made of metal. Then let us depart. I need both of you to roll me stealth checks. Cool. Uh, 12. 15. Okay. You're fine. Yeah, you follow Septima as she winds through these trees, and you see these large, like, shapes all heading in this one direction, and then one stops and seems interested in something, and then you hear, like, this shout going over the wind, and so you follow this. You break out... Onto the onto this road, and you see these three um, lobsters. Lobster! Metal lobster feasting on the ground. They just sort of just seem to be chewing this up, and you can hear like it's almost like the sound of coins being clanked against each other. And the one closest to you, because there are two ahead who are sort of still fighting over this pile of coins. One of its antennae goes up, and uh, Septima looks at both of you and goes. It can sense the presence of metal, but has not seen us yet. The second antenna comes up and starts flopping around. Are you carrying money? Coins? She starts scrabbling on your belt, looking for like a coin pouch or something, as this thing starts to turn and look towards you. But then it also stops and then looks back towards like the other two that are still fighting over this small pile of coins. It's very rapidly diminishing. What would you like to do? How far away are they? Uh, about 30 foot. 30 foot in front of us? Yeah. In the direction we're going? Basically to your right. Um, so I'm going to mage hand. Yep. And I'm going to put you know, 15 coins-ish sure. into the mage hand and okay. drop that over there. Okay, so these coins float out and the first one hops a little bit towards it and seems to be almost scenting it out. And then the other two further down start 
with their antennae start like sort of sensing its presence and they start chasing it. Moving out of your way. The road is clear. Both of you roll me perception. 18. Uh, 15, if I... Yeah, 15. She's doing something with her staff and you can actually see that the mist is starting to dissipate on the road. And ahead of you, you can see two familiar figures running as fast as they can away from you. Huh. Shall we follow them? Yeah, it could be funny. Ryland and Abella, the longer you stare at these figures coming to you in the mist, the more defined they become. And as they move, the mist seems to part in front of them, revealing a cloaked figure holding a staff. And then you see a lumbering giant step out from behind her, a small shadowy figure sort of approach. And And then... My mate's hand, which I never got rid of, just waves at them. And it's Nezor, Charlie, and a horrific monster elf. Oh. Hey. This is Septima. She's she waves. Hi, Septima. <laughs> she's not in control of the mist, but she can control the mist, so she's kind of cool, I guess. Cool, handy. Is that, is that So my sword got eaten. Oh. By the metal things? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, she walks over to the carriage and starts to inspect it and is making a tutting sound. Looks in the doorway, makes another tutting sound, turns back to Ryland looks at you and kind of just goes, This one should not journey with us to the glade. I'm sorry, what? The people who have Rosh kind of have this idea about dragons and a dragon constellation. And if Rosh has got them all frothing, then I can't imagine... But no! Are you kidding me? I want this goddess of a dragon lady to walk in and basically take control of the place. Yeah. That sounds amazing to me. Oh, my God. Tomorrow, is that even an option? If we stand on the side of the road talking about it, by the time we get there, either Scan's going to be murdered or they're going to be to murdered. To be fair, we've death. only been talking about it for about ten seconds. So. <laughs> yes, but we've been talking about it be- a long time before we heard you running across the roof. Well, to be fair, the- we did not know that. What do you mean across the Wait, roof? What? What? As I said, she controls the mists. There's just pla- places in the I'm same no, place. This, I don't think this is okay. a relevant conversation. Just to be am clear. I not coming because I'm dragonborn, or am I not coming because I'm literally covered in metal? Septima raises a placating hand, and you notice that it is deformed slightly, is scaled, much like the rest of her body. And she speaks to you with crocodilian teeth and says... I do not think it wise to excite Brother Ten any more than he already is. But if you are determined to follow, I would suggest that you keep to the shadows and not reveal yourself. Could we keep? I I think this is a good idea. Let's keep you as a backup. If things start Mm. to go south of these people, fucking dragon lady who just marches in and uh, she rocks looks these at people's ro- your world. axe though and your arm makers. if you mean to harm my people our business ends here but if you like they promise to seek only a peaceful resolution I may still yet guide you outlander it's so lucky I'm not there. <laughs> right. 
I will not shed blood unless it is in defense of my own life. That is acceptable. I'll Alrighty. also stay out of sight unless absolutely necessary. I can, I can message you. We'll be cool. And then she looks at you, Rylan, for a moment and then starts taking her clothes off. <laughs> yeah. and, and then ha- holds out this, um, this cloak to you and it's made of leather. It's like a hide. Cloak yourself in this. It will aid in hiding your presence. Do I find her attractive? I will describe her to you and you can make that decision. I don't think that should be determined by her. No, role. no, no. So she's, she's fairly shapely. Um, she has short black hair and her entire body below, like, the neck and the face is sort of this crocodile scale. Her legs end in these sort of, like, floppy claws, like a, like a almost like a crocodile claw. And her hands are relatively, like, humanoid, but still have these scales. Um, it's like she got caught. It's like if she took, took a crocodile and mixed it with an elf and there's, like, 75% crocodile. This is an animorph. Kind of, Not yeah. Not quite. Yeah, I'll tap that. Yeah, I'm right. a scaly dragon lady myself. I can hardly discriminate. Yeah, yeah. shapely, right? Yeah, fairly shapely. Like not. He didn't say what kind of shapes, but she's shapely. I mean, I can yeah. give you a cup size if you'd like. <laughs> Is that what you're asking? Does right. she have a cup size? Yeah. Okay. It's covered in scales, but she has one. There, 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 there are, there's an impression of boobs here. Yeah, it's okay. about a. Pint. Okay, like like Rylan's not going to let this affect her judgment, but yeah, should tap that. Sure. She's kind of curious. She's reptilian curious. I'll offer her my boxing robe. Like, as in... Yeah, yeah, no, she takes it. She's sort of surprised by it, and she goes... Thank you. I do not hold the taboos of you outlanders, but I will not pretend that I do not feel the cold at times. You are kind. I sort of give her a nod. Rylan, since, since you seem to be interested in this woman, that leather cloak is actually surprisingly comfortable. Oh, bad. It looks ragged and and tattered, but it's probably more like of the look than than the function. Um, and it actually has like an inbuilt cowl. Cool. I pull the cowl up. Yeah. And roll my eyes. Now I'm safely concealed from the masses. <laughs> yeah. Shall we? She puts on the robe and leads you off into the underbrush. Scan. You have been drinking and cavorting with these people. When you say drinking and cavorting, he's he's drinking, but he's not getting drunk. He's been taking sips, not right. gulps. Sure. You he's... fill up the cup and then you gesture a lot with your hand. Spilling most of it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of... It's fake drinking and not drinking and... Yeah, and acting a bit merry, but not actually being merry. Okay, roll me a deception check. 15. You're doing this, and the whole time you're doing this, the others, especially Brother DeVito, I'm just going to go with that name because it's really? too Really? Brother DeVito? Here's a question. Do you want to ask him his name? Like, do you want to actually talk to these people, or are you just drinking and like, yeah? Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm having a whale of a time. I've danced with Sister 3. I've, like, bounced around with Brother 17. I've, like... Ten of them. Whatever, I uh, know. Well, there's I ten know. now with him. There's ten now. Eleven if you count. Eleven the, the if maybe child. me. But, um, so, I don't know their names, and I would yeah. ask, I would, I would be like, hey, so what's your name? Um, like, Thrisha. What, what? Thrisha. Thrisha. <laughs> Let me just write that down. Thrisha. Um, this, this is uh, a human woman. She is about 40. Has taken her, her cowl off, and also her leathers. Yeah. And she is... 
dancing naked. We'd be dancing naked. I'm not dancing naked. Right. Yeah. She's young for me. She's got like all kinds of crazy tattoos over her body. Oh shit! Like what kind of crazy, crazy tattoos? You know, like the um, like the the Japanese um style of art where there's just sort of all this stuff coming on. It sort of tells a story, but there's also like a shape to it yes. as well. It's that kind of style. It's John Rosalie's left arm. Yeah, yeah, it's very um. There's one it more. is. Who's at home? Visually right speaking, very like Wotanish. Cool. Okay. Um. So she takes the robe off. I'm like. That's cool. Um, so, when you say dance, is yeah. there music? Uh, no, it's like a strange. It's like they're on they're on some kind of vibe. And I'm not feeling the vibe. I don't know. Are you? Ro- can I can I feel the vibe? Yeah, try and try and. I want to see if I can get the vibe. I don't necessarily want to react to you the want, vibe. I just want to know what they're rolling on. You want to perceive the vibe, not acquire the vibe. Sure. So it would be a perception. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's eleven. That'll be enough. Good. It's not difficult to see. It's um, not. You see the rotund brother who brought the uh, beer over earlier handing out mushrooms. He's cool. I want to know if he's got something to smoke. Hey, dude, I'm not down for the mushrooms, but... Dude. <laughs> you got you got, you got got a spliff? <laughs> you're rolling some... He looks rolling... at you strangely. Like... Rolled weed. There are plenty of weeds. Yeah, 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 but good weed. Like, oh. like, like. In this, this will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. hands you a mushroom. Is good. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> no. And he, he looks at you and goes, Trust me. This will change everything. <laughs> and then he pops one into his own mouth and disrobes himself. <laughs> and he starts, like, gyrating with Thrisha. He is a very fat and hairy man. I'm sure he is. Um, He's ruining the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good portion of the loaf. Uh, <laughs> um, Speaking Scan of takes the mushroom and goes. Right. He, he puts it in his mouth and goes. Mm, mm, mm. It is like. Mm, but does not chew or swallow. No, that's fine because come into contact with your mouth. Yeah. It is like putting a slimy. <laughs> it's like putting a snail in your mouth. It's got a slimy texture to it, and it oozes. I want it. Take it out immediately, but in a subtle way. Like, no. As in, yeah, 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 I'm going to go party somewhere else. Yeah? That sort of a thing. Deception. Good. (laughs) Oof, that's good, that one. (laughs) Mine is not. Uh, That is a nine. Right, that's fine. That'll be fine. Um, as you're doing all this and like including like the hey, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. putting and and, and um, blue no. Yeah, out of like I mean, imagine you would like give him like a, an ox horn or something that, to drink out of. But yeah, you notice drinking is my main poison. You notice that brother ten has been watching you this entire time. Sure, and it's not like a constant watch. Like he sort of just watches everyone reveling, and he's he hasn't still hasn't removed his mask. Cool. His eyes get caught by the firelight through the, the mask holes and you just see that he's clocking you. And then the moment he sees you see him, he looks away. Um, so can I grab, is there, is there like booze or grab another mushroom? There's a really large toad looking at you. Was the toad previously a brother or a sister? <laughs> <laughs> No, the toad is where Hrosh was. Oh, shit. Can I give a pulse for Hrosh? He's the toad. Good, good. 
Do I have a... And he opens his mouth and, like, sound seems to come out, but it's more like joy. I think you're high. Oh, good. Okay, as long as I'm, as long as my dragon isn't actually toad. <laughs> like, you've gone from one of the most useful creatures in the world to one of the least. Also significantly <laughs> less cool. <laughs> I'm like, good, okay, I'm high, I'm glad. Um, so, I need beer and possibly some sort of restorative. <laughs> yeah, so you turn... Do I acknowledge that I'm high? I think that you're probably like, I'm really high right now. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, good that I'm holding the mushroom yeah. still. No, it's yeah. melting in your hand. I throw it away. Yeah, right. And then you bring your hand up and it's still in your hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> look at my left hand, I'm like, hmm, hmm. And then Brother Ten is right next to you. Oh, it's like, hey. Brother Eleven. Hi. You have been staring at your hand for the last five minutes. Is everything okay? <laughs> Brother Ten, I'm going to ask you in all seriousness. Is there a mushroom in my hand? <laughs> no. Good, good. I didn't think there was. That was a test and you passed. Well done. Brother Ten's <laughs> head is now like a, an, a, a crocodile face. It's funny. I don't want to laugh. It's very funny. Um, and a tongue slides out and, is, and it's like serpentine and, and hisses. I guess. Is everything okay? Look, man, I got... It's so good. And I put my arm around him. He's not there anymore. Instead, you look... You, I, you look into your left and to your right and then you see Brother DeVito like next to you and he's like smiling and waving at you. So I grab Brother DeVito instead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to presume. What's your name? And he, he it just looks at you and there's like a... Sibilant hiss, like... That's not helpful. If I call you Brother DeVito and nod if you're okay with it, is that okay? There's no more response from Brother DeVito. He just sort of looks at you with a goofy grin and just continues to wave. Roll me a constitution set. Oh, good. A natural 20! Yeah, cool. Um, you start... Plus six. Uh, Constitution plus five. It's fine. Um, 20 is absolutely enough to do this. And it becomes, it's just sort of like coming down from this. Mm-hmm. And then you realise that what you've been talking to is the beer barrel. Brother DeVito, <laughs> speak to me! And that hissing sound? Is emptying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, am I, can I grab a jug quickly? <laughs> um, oh, shit! Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I? At that point, say, like, now that I'm coming down, I'm like, well, I'm not high as fuck anymore. Where is Brother Ten? Brother Ten's sitting at the seat he offered you earlier. Oh, cool. And he's just watching everyone. He's um, watching me or Fisher and the large rotund man are now getting it on. In Congress. You go, girl. DeVito, you, beer? You like beer? Yeah. Let's, yeah, I like beer. Let's, let's, bring a, bring a cask. Let's, let's, what's your name? <laughs> I was meaning to have a conversation with you and then the mushrooms and this keg. What's your name? I am Brother Duma. Duma, cool. And what number would you be? Number? Number? Nine. All right, never mind. Don't worry, it's, it's things vary from from coven to coven. Uh, okay, uh, circle to circle, mother. Uh, so, yeah, beer for you. Here you are. Um, as you're serving... Duma with beer. Brother Ten's noticed this. And Where is Frosh? Frosh is just 
on his back and is being attended to by two other women. The, the scarified elf is sort of pr- pr- like sort of not not praying, but sort of has her steepled fingers. Are they on the the, the 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 altar? On the raised step. Good, sort of good, the, the yes. Stone. <laughs> and um, he's there. He's there. He's still there. He hasn't moved. He's still on his little plush cushion, which looks like it's been stitched is it together. Purple? No, it's like a brown. It's made from local reeds and things. Yeah. And How the other. What are you high for? A lot. I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> How long was I high for? DeVito, how long was I high for? I'm cool and hip and with the kids and so forth. Sure. Um, I'm not really having to roll the section for that. Yeah, hey, that's quite good. 15. Um, as I said, as you're sort of serving Brother Duma, Brother Ten does get up again and wanders over and goes, is everything all right? Oh, I've got my arm around Brother Duma. Yeah. He's loving it. He's, he's having a great and time. And I'm going to put my other arm, probably holding a... A, a, a stein around brother brother ten yeah. and I'm like brother ten you're not indulging what is this there are some mushrooms around here that are freaking creepy yo <laughs> <laughs> so where 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 is those mushrooms this is good brother ten it just prefers one to you Oh, man, I am still riding high on the last. You go for it. Brother Duma actually swipes it out of his hand, and you see, like, a little... "Mm," Like, his head just (laughs) looks at him, but it's already in his mouth. You roll, Brother Duma. You roll. And I I, I put my fist up to pound it. Um, (laughs) He reaches out and does, like, like the handshake version. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Like, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Duma is cool. The other um, figures in this this group are like either talking amongst themselves or there's various varying degrees of disrobing etc brother Ted like you're not quite sure how he does it but he sort of disengages Duma from you oh cool see you later bro and then um, does that thing where he just sort of guides you and you're not quite certain why you're following but you are then he withdraws the hood and you see a very young very young looking elvish man with platinum blonde hair a tattoo that runs along the lower half of his left jaw and wearing cobbled together glasses. Mm. And he looks at you and as he does, the, the glasses, they glint in the firelight. And he goes, let us talk about why you're here. And he gestures up to the sky, which is no longer overcast, at least not here. There's like a gap. And it's almost like it could never be overcast here, like clouds that part and yeah. roll around. And he gestures to this, this constellation. He goes... Draconis rides high. The dragon rises. It never ceases to amaze me. Exactly. Mm. The dragon rises. Yeah. Come, I want to show you something. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so deep in this right now. <laughs> he walks you away from the group, and you see, just as you leave, Brother Duma licking a pebble. You go, Brother Duma. <laughs> that Duma guy, he's cool. You should, you should like him more. His brow furrows. He goes. Our mother intended us to always be together, but I find him more of a hindrance than a help. No, 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 no. I think if you look deeper, you will find his hidden strengths. Brother Ten just looks back at Brother Duma licking the pebble, cooing to it, and then looks back to you. I I grant you, they're hidden. (laughs) Very doubtful. But uh, he presses forward and he goes, follow me. And he conjures into his hand like a small flame 
and leads you towards this stone structure. He looks over his shoulder just to back towards the others and goes, this is forbidden to show others. Yeah, yeah. But as an ambassador of the Northern Clans, I feel it is my duty to share my knowledge with you privately. And he gives you a small smile. And he gestures to um, the wall and it's made of the same white stone that you've seen. Mm-hmm. He places a hand on it and just very quickly, there's like a flash of something under his palm and these little grooves that you saw on it that look like weather-worn light up and it immediately strikes you that this is exactly the same as that doorway that you saw beneath Areem. Oh. As the door retracts, it reveals a small antechamber that is bisected by this large tree, one of the five that you saw as you entered the glade. And you can see that as though almost grown through some kind of natural magic or possibly well-tended ancient gardening, a rudimentary staircase has been grown from the side of this tree that winds around its length to a platform far above you. Brother Ten takes the stairs that wind up and around this massive tree trunk. It rises nearly 60 foot above the ground before it ends in a large balcony that winds its way around nearly half the tree. It, this place looks lived in. Uh, there are small, delicate instruments on a table to your side, and you can see a telescope that appears to be made using branches and wicker. He walks out, turns to you with a wide gesture, and says, This is my private quarters. I understand. You do? Well, for a brother to show another brother his private quarters, I am honoured. And he walks over and withdraws a bottle of something from a small shelf. Only if you would do me the honour of joining me. Of course. And he pours himself uh, a small bowl. Mm -hmm. Like two small, like sake cups. He offers one to you and starts to drink from his own. And then as he does, he gestures to stand with him at the edge of this balcony, looking out at the night sky. Are you two going to fuck each other? (laughs) If that's what it's going to be, man. Looking out, uh, Brother Ten then says, With the coming of the Chosen Child, the great shift will herald the resurgence of the primordial Earth. Can you even conceive of it? This is what we are seeing in the North as well. Um, When were you... I wish to know when you interpreted these signs. The stars are different for different places. Well, the great shift happened not five days ago. Same for us. Good. Okay. And this has, of course, been a, a subject of great discussion. Amongst do you us. know the cause? Well, or do course, you suspect? The gods. Some... Yeah. What else? But which god? Roll me a deception check. Oh, Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> and he points and he laughs and he goes, I see you play games. <laughs> of course you know what gods. Yeah, yeah. The twins, of course. They dance, you see, and he extends a hand. Yeah, no, he's definitely coming on to you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're alone, yes? Yeah. Good, good. Um, mm, mm. I take his hand and... Move in for a sort of a waltz, yeah. and I say, "How do you mean they dance?" 
Septima guides you deftly through the mist, seemingly knowing the steps without even thinking. As she brings you closer to this source of firelight and the sound of revelry, the mists recede to nothing as you exit out into the very edges of this glade. Still obscured by some of the trees, you can see the inhabitants' silhouettes projected onto the large structure that dominates this place, a sunken, almost coliseum-like structure made of white stone. Growing from it is one of the five largest trees you've seen, gigantic cousins of those you've been passing in the swamp all night. Septima, however, is preoccupied, noticing two people who are very enamoured with one another's company. She sighs to herself and then says, Oh, Disha, I have told you he is not good for you. Do, do we just... Tr- Tr- Trisha is not a... Is that to make your real name? She just looks at you. I thought there was a whole number thing going on. You're such a rude little... Do we, like... Um, I'm, I'm tired. Sorry, do we, like, um... You see a man, like, licking a rock nearby? Kind of glad I get to hang back now. Cool. I'm good. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say these people probably aren't super aware. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I reckon just go up and talk to one. Thoughts? Mm, Maybe we should ask Septima how she thinks we should approach this. Just a thought. Yeah, like basically, I'm not planning on hanging around with everyone. You're all squares. You're gonna bring the party down. Uh, Um, Oh. 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 Hey Septima, who should we talk to here? Is there, like, a leader here that we can talk to? Well, the Ten is now, I suppose, nominally the leader of the Enclave. Great. Which one is he? I do not see him amongst the others. Perhaps he has retired to his sanctum. She points up to the tree. Uh, Abella is done with this day. Abella's like, fuck it. Hey, Nezor, are you coming with? I'm just going to go knock on this dude's door. I want to make sure Frost is okay first. All right, well, shall we see if we can find him? I don't think anyone's going to pay, be paying as much attention. Mm, yes, no, Septima, do you reckon that's a good plan? If you are respectful and mean them no harm, you will be safe. I remind you of your promise, however. All righty, well... Yeah, yeah Charlie's already... Gone in yeah, head, Charlie's right? like, rock-licking, I can get down with that. Guy seems to be the easiest to chat to. Just to be, just so you're aware, you have to walk right through the middle of their camp to be able to do that. That's fine. Yep. Let's right. see if we can find Horosh. All right, Charlie strides on up, and Septima just sort of looks at him and then looks at you, Ryland, and goes... Is he always so rash and quick to act? With increasing frequency. Yes. <laughs> Septima grasps her staff and turns to look at you, Ryland, and says... I have business with the stars. I will find you when you are done here. Do not make me regret trusting you. And do not think that should you seek violence, that you will leave this place alive. Thank you for getting us off that damn road. Septima briefly inclines her head in response, and then hands over Charlie's robe before turning and disappearing into the mist. Charlie, you're ambling through the middle of this campsite uh, when you see these two elven women fussing over something on a small stone platform. Uh, And as you walk near it, you see Frosh's head pop out from the side, tongue lolling in absolute ecstasy, and he makes sort of a cooing noise towards you. 
the, probably wander over and sort of pet his belly with yeah. the two ladies. They both look at you, and then everyone you notice is sort of just looking at you as this giant a lumbering man has just walked into their campsite. And start petting their dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pull out some of Crosh's, you know, jerky stuff. I'm like, how you doing, buddy? Is, is anyone dancing, or is it just moved on to the stage after dancing? You know, the There's drunk chick that's dancing with the bottle at the end of the night? There's, like, one of those? I think okay. once I notice everyone's looking at Charlie, once I see Charlie go over in here and be like, oh, hey, buddy, I'm like, all right, well, Prosh is obviously fine. I'm going to knock on this dude's door, come with or don't. I'm just going to fucking sort um, this I'm, shit out. It seems like Charlie might need some help. All righty, well... If you want to help him, you are more than welcome. I'm, I'm gonna go I see Cross. I judge you for that you, decision. Yeah, no. If you need to, if you need me, just shout. Meanwhile, Charlie, the scarred woman who was fussing over Hrosh in response to your arrival, gets up and starts to walk away towards the structure behind you. That's the direction I was walking in. So now yeah. me and the lady are walking in the same direction. Yeah. As she leaves, a small elf licking a rock walks in and sort of lazily looks over at the group that has assembled around Frosh. Can I get one of those rocks? He just sort of stops, stares wide-eyed and then just looks at you and is like, just shrieks back like, there's this giant man who's just appeared next to me. He's <laughs> so okay. You're, you're brushing like the, the head. Here yeah. The cowl that he's wearing falls back and you see that he's like this, this squat little elf. Really, really like thin and feeble looking. I'll offer him some jerky. Yeah, no, he's, he just sort of like leans in and starts licking the jerky. Ooh, just to clarify, the intention of me being here petting Crosh is if shit goes down, I can grab him and run. Because I, I understand I can track him. So yeah, if true. shit yeah. starts going sideways, I can grab Crosh mm. and find the rest of it. And assume mine. everyone will follow yeah. and yeah. you can follow Crosh. Yeah. I just gotta murder some brother ten person, maybe. No, you're not gonna murder him. You're dancing maybe with him, you I have yet to decide. <laughs> Ryland, you're hiding at the very edge of the glade, and you're watching Abella's progress, as well as Charlie ingratiating himself with Nezor, uh, around Frosh. When you hear the bushes to your left start to rustle, and from them, emerges one of these masked revelers who has clearly just answered the call of nature and is now making their way back to the party. Uh, and as they do so, they just bump into you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't remember you. And you won't. And I knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do it? I just clock her on the head. Make an unarmed strength attack. Oh, please be something good. Oh, it's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't even roll damage. Don't even roll damage. Yeah, you're just like, and you won't. And down I go. Problem uh, that solved. Was fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just going to tie her to like a tree or something. So if she does just wake drag up. her away. Just well, there's pretend five you're dancing with to her. pick from. All right, I'm just going to tie her to the nearest tree and just stuff a rag in her mouth just so. If she does come to, she can't immediately attract attention. Sure. <laughs> Abella, you see this elf with all these scars just beeline it towards the back of this area, and she's got, like, a spring in her step. Are you, like, racing her? Yes. Okay. So you both, like, <laughs> sort of see each other and are kind of, like, walking at this hurried pace and then doing that thing where you're both trying to beat each other to, a to like, 
to the, the goal point. Yes, that is exactly um, which, what's happening. Admittedly, you don't really know where no, that I'm is. I'm kind of following her lead. So, like, if I get ahead, I'm like, oh, got to let her wait a bit. I'm just going to give her, like, a, hey, how are you going? It's been a long night. I assume for you as well. Every night is a long night. Alrighty then. I'm just going to lapse back into silence. Like, no, nah, not, not after today. Are just you? Not. Are you with the Northern Clan? And I stop, and I sort of like, yes, our leader was sent ahead of us. And I'm like, oh. crossing my fingers, because I'm like, Northern Clan, why is she going to talk about the Northern Clan? Oh, shit. Thrush <laughs> is here. He can follow Thrush. Found scan. Right. And I was like, I'm actually looking for him. Do you know where he is? I suspect I do. And she sort of throws you a look and goes, Hmm, why don't you come with me? Uh, Nezor. I point back at Ryland and just to check up you, on her. Yeah, you point back and you hear, as she hits someone. <laughs> it's not a point, it's more of a, you actually see her do it. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Ryland, what was that? Oh, one of the revelers found me, so I knocked her out. She's fine. She's still breathing. She's fine. She'll have a bit of a lump. She's fine. Yeah. But you guys might want to hurry up and do whatever it is you're planning on doing. Is there a plan? I'm trying, okay. <laughs> We're kind of just taking it stealthily in small doses. Right. Go on, get on with it then. I'm fine. You're having a lovely moonlight dance. Sure. Aww. With with Brother Tan. Yeah. Um, is his cowl down? Yeah. Okay. Scan moves in, and it's like a pash. It's but, like a pash. But he goes up with one hand, like like just sort of to hold the face. Right. But in the hand, he casts a second level chromatic orb. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me about this chromatic orb. Uh, it's 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 uh it's fiery. Uh, oh no! <laughs> Why? Look. You could have nicely let him down. Uh, there is a third option there. No. You don't have to kill everyone. That is a problem. <laughs> oh, how do I oh solve this God. problem? That is a living person. I've got to solve just fucking harpoon him. Oh, I'm in a slightly uncomfortable situation. <laughs> so, I hope I'm not comfortable with my game. Side. I'm just going to blow someone up. <laughs> so, I want to be super clear. I'm not doing this because I'm not comfortable with my gay side. I'm doing this because the fucker stole my dragon. It's got nothing to do with the fact that he tried to kiss me. He's scared. He's actually kind of flattered. A bit. Not a lot, but a bit. He's like, oh, okay. This is... Sure. And, you know, thanks for taking me off in a place where I can assassinate you nice and quietly. Because, also, want to be super clear. This was always gonna happen. Like, without backup, Scan is like, okay, so I guess I murder all the Um, like it's- Roll what you need to roll. Okay. Um, so it's, it's roll to hit, but I'm like holding his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a surprise attack. <laughs> it's, it's, he's not expecting this. No. Good. Do I roll to hit? Yeah. Okay. Do you I have get advantage. A... Good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Good, 16 plus uh, my spell. 22. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Yeah, good. 
roll damage, please. Good. That was bollocks. Twelve. Ooh. Do you want to? I know, right? I rolled four d8s, a three, a seven, and two ones. Well, them's the rolls. So this is what happens. You put your hand on his face mm-hmm. and proceed to melt it. As you do that, the only reason you don't just blow a hole clean through his head is that he reflexively pulls back from that. And he is screeching in agony. And you can see that you have burnt his face that badly. Um, you can see, like, he's, he's going to die. It. It's, it's, okay, it's bad. Yeah. But it ain't that bad. He ain't going to die necessarily. Not lethal. All right, okay. But he's certainly not going to look pretty from now on. Oh, uh, I can... If he lives. Be very certain of that. Yeah, sure. The others, you suddenly see this flame flare from this tree and you hear a scream just permeate the air. Oh, look, um, it's Scan. <laughs> Charlie, let's get Hrosh out of here. Thank you for listening to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew, and Abella de Rosier was played by Angela Lita Kay. Charlie Roughhouse was played by Tristan Douse. Nezor Valgoulis, the Bard, and our sound recordist was played by Tom Moore. Scan Felspar is played by Joshua Walker. And Ryland Westfall is played by Karen Schlink. Guest voiced actress Holly Jones portrays the voice of Sister Septima. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, check out our website at therebedragonscast.com or you can check us out on Podbean at therebedragons.podbean.com. We also have a Twitter at tbdragonscast where you can tweet at us and talk about the show using the hashtag therebedragons. Therebedragons is edited and produced by Matthew Buss and sound post-produced by Tom Moore. Therebedragons' original score and soundtrack is composed and produced by Sean Tanian. You can see more of his work at seantanianmusic.com. There Be Dragons Art is produced by Brianna Manning. You can find more of her work at brepi.com. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.